Tyler? Yeah. Telus is still showing me in Fort Mac, and it's been like two months. Still? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fucked up. Right? So technically, like super fucking weird. So technically, we're recording this in Fort Mac. Hmm. <laughs> fucking interesting. The fucking ISPs. <clears throat> okay. I just thought about this now. That MacBook Air is way better than it has any right to be for 1300 bucks. It's a pretty impressive little device. Like the work laptop I use, I spent like 1800 on, and it like blows it out of the water. I told you, man, they are, they are a piece of marvelous technology. Like, yes. unreal what they've been able to do with that. Yes, and that keyboard is better than it has any right to be, too. Yeah, well, you looked out because they just went back to magic keyboards instead of their butterfly switches. So like oh. a year or two ago, you would have got the really shitty, really shallow oh. keyboard where like really? it doesn't even feel like you're pushing a key. It it was oh awful. Oh. Hmm. That's good because like typing on that keyboard is really nice. Yeah, it's pretty good, eh? And then that fucking the magic that they do with that trackpad, which is fucking insane. Oh, I love their trackpad so much. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump into this. Let's talk yeah. Bond. Okay. All right. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. It was good. It was long. It was very long, but I will admit it did not feel like it was that long while I was watching it. To me, it felt like they could have shaved about 20 to 30 minutes off of it. And I didn't get that impression. It timed out pretty well. Like with keeping me like captivated, there weren't really any lulls where I was like, okay, come on, progress the story. I want to, I want to keep going, but I do have some controversial things to say about it. All right. What's up? I want to preface this by saying I absolutely love Rami Malek. Like Mr. Robot is amazing. And he did a phenomenal job as Freddie Mercury. Yep. But I did not like him as the Bond villain. Not... Not one bit. He was probably the most forgettable Bond villain in like recent memory. Yeah. Was not, was not really a fan of that. No. And then also like I, I've seen Casino Royale and Spectre and whatnot, but a long time ago and I did not rewatch them in preparation for this movie. So it's been a long time. So for honestly the entire movie, I was confused as to who the fuck that chick's father was. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- Ma- Madeline or was yeah. it Matilde whichever it was or yeah. Madeline was her and Matilde was the daughter um, that could be it sure anyway, we'll go with that yeah. at the whole time like right at the beginning they're like she is son of Spectre I'm like what yeah. and I immediately like oh she's Christoph Waltz's daughter and then it's like okay later on it's like no that's not the case at all and I'm like whose fucking daughter is she and I had to like go online and like look it up and I was like uh, okay I vaguely recall this yeah yeah, it, it it totally, like, when me and my buddy came out of that movie, I was like, I kind of want to go back and watch all of the other ones now, because they actually, like, call upon them. In, a like, lot. Yeah, in, like, ways that was unexpected. But Yeah, like, and I figured maybe there would be some previous Bond references, but I didn't think this movie would be so heavily steeped in, in the Spectre movie references. Yeah, because there's definitely a ton that like went right over my fucking head because it has been so long since I've seen Spectre. Right. 
And that's kind of been like the whole arc, I guess, of his films is like Spectre, I guess, right? So Yeah. So I mean like those are like and that's I don't know if I'd call that a qualm because I mean that's on me for not remembering and not going back. But yeah, I did I was disappointed with Rami Malik as the new Bond villain. I was not overly a big fan. And I was kind of disappointed by the incredibly short lived and short role that Armady Armist played in it. Yeah, I was hoping she would be more because she was like, I actually loved her part in that movie. It was great. Yeah, like that whole fucking fight scene with the two of them. It was really good. Yep. And then she's just like, okay, I'll catch you on the next one. Yep. And then she leaves, and I'm like, oh, she's going to pop up later. Yep. And she just yep. didn't. That was it. Mm -hmm. That was her. Like 15 minutes of screen time, and then Anna was gone. I was like, well, yeah. Okay. I feel like I, I missed opportunity here because like she nailed it with that character. Yeah. And especially like uh, the chemistry, like when she was talking with Craig and all of that, like they like it lined up really well. And I was like, oh, this is a, like a good dynamic. I want more of that. Yeah. And then she just like pieces out. It's like, all right, I'll see you in the next mission. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, all right, sure. Why not? Yeah. And I was also excited for. Uh... Oh, man. Now I can't remember his name. The guy he played Felix. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, I was really excited for him to be in the movie and then also very disappointed with the very little amount of screen time he got and then got to... So, spoiler alert. Yeah, totally. Sorry, I should have said that off the hop, but... A totally spoiler territory. Yeah, pretty pretty disappointed how quickly he gets fucking killed. Yeah, right at the beginning. But, I mean, he's been in pretty much all of the movies, I think, in some form. Yeah, but. I just... I don't know. I expected more. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, that part kind of bummed me out. And I was kind of bummed out with whatever that double crossing agent. Like, I know his face, but I couldn't tell you what his name is. Oh, oh yeah, that guy. That guy. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I was pretty like, okay, yeah, he's the bad guy and he betrays them. And then like when Bond finally gets his moment to like avenge Felix's death. Mm-hmm. It was very fast. It was incredibly anticlimactic. It was just like, oh, here, I'm going to roll this Jeep and I'm going to let it crush you. And that was it. And it was like, yeah, like, where's Bond's fucking fury? Where's the rage, the vengeance? Like this fucking guy killed like your best friend. Yeah. And he was just super nonchalant about it. Like he was just taking out another bad guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of fucking was a bit of a letdown as well. Yeah, there was like, I found there was like little stuff like that in the movie that like, like I really, I, re I really like that movie, but like there was a lot of little stuff like that, that was just, that kind of prevented it from being like a really, really good movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, I love how they closed his character out. Yeah. Like they, I, I, I love that they had the balls to like, again, totally spoilers here, but they killed them off because mm -hmm. they could have totally taken the like what every other James Bond movie has done and just like, he's just going to go on another mission one day and it'll be a new bond, you know, but they kind of actually closed out Craig's storyline by like being like, this is the end to this bond. Yeah. In a super satisfying way. Especially giving them like, like they touched on like how old bond is like by the time that movie is where he's just like, yeah, he's totally not in his prime. No. You know, and uh, like it shows and like how he actually had a taste of, you know, a family, but that he couldn't have it because a newsflash, he can't have anything because he's, you know, never going to be able to because 
the shit he does, right? Yeah. I thought that part was like super, super well done. Yeah, there are definitely lots of aspects of it that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. But yeah, there was definitely some where I was just like, mm, I don't like this and I don't agree with this. Yeah. Like on the whole, it definitely was an enjoyable movie. It was a nice send off. Yeah. There are just lots of things throughout that I thought it didn't jive with me well. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, other than that, like the action sequences were all pretty phenomenal and mm -hmm. everything along those lines. It was a solid plot and it closed off, you know, the whole Spectre storyline and yep. and sent Bond off. Yep. I'm curious to see if because they like gave his number to that one girl. And then and she, she gave was, it back. And then she gave it back. But then they don't really explicitly state at the end if they're going to permanently retire that number. Yeah. So to me, it's like, okay, so are you actually going to push for a new Bond, but it's now her? Because yeah. that's not James Bond. No. I, I, so that coming out of that movie, like I was talking with my buddy, and I was like, I'm really curious where they go with that franchise next. Because they're at a point that they've never been before where they actually killed off James Bond. Yeah. Like, this is the first time he is, that character has died in mm -hmm. fucking, what, 50 movies? You know? So it's yeah. like, which I think is, like, they're a way of trying to, like, be open of, like, hey, if we do want to fuck with, like, a female Bond or something, like, this gives us the opportunity to do that, or we can just do another 007 James Bond dude. Like, I think they did it because they don't know what they're going to do next. Maybe. Yeah, this is going to be an incredibly unpopular opinion that's going to get me in a lot of fucking trouble. But right. I have my reservations about them rebooting Bond as like an all-female kind of thing. Right. Just because, and like, don't fucking shoot the messenger here. But we've seen what's happened with the all-female Ghostbusters reboot. We've seen what's happened with the all-female Ocean's 8 reboot. And like, neither of those movies were terrible movies. But when you have a character that's steeped in such a long-running history, I don't think you can just swap it up that easily. Yeah, like, like James, like th these all came from books, right? Like the James Bond was a spy thriller book, and we've got I don't know twenty some Bond movies. Like I'm not opposed to having like female protagonists in a Bond story. Or doing some kind of spinoff where you have like a female double O agent in the Bond world. I'm all for that. But I don't think that you should be okay. The next James Bond is 007 and her name is Jamie Bond. Like I don't. I don't think they'll do that. Like if they do it, it'll just be like, here's the next 007. And it's whatever fucking name. But Because then I saw some people floating around like, oh, well, Bond has a daughter. So maybe the next one takes place. 20 years down the road when his daughter's grown up and she takes up her dad's mantle. And I still don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm at, I'm at the point where like, I kind of don't care. Like th they're going to make more James Bond. It's, it's a fucking money making machine, you know, but mm. you know, it's, it's kind of like, like I'm curious where they go with it. You know, like I, like I'm at the point where I'm like, I'll watch whatever they do next. You know, okay. So, I know, but my gripe, my gripe is whenever they try to do these all-female reboots of like, I don't know, firm 
long running franchises and then they don't work out, then everyone goes, oh, see Hollywood and the movie industry, everyone's sexist and they're misogynistic and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, that's not the case. But like, I don't know. We all know that Hollywood is constantly running out of ideas. Totally. Like, come up with a new idea. Like, I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet for um, the 355. The what? It's called the 355. Well, no, I'm just looking it up now. What is this? No, yes. Okay. So it is a fucking all female fucking like spy spy thriller. All right. With uh, Jessica Chastain and Diane Kruger. And it has Bond slash Born Identity vibes to it. Right. It looks amazing. Okay. All it right. looks unreal. Like, All I right. saw the trailer for it at the beginning of one of the movies we were seeing at the theaters. Okay. I can't fucking wait for this movie. It looks right. so goddamn good. And it's an all-female-led fucking cast. And it's a, like, spy thriller. Yeah. So it's like, you can do this. This is stuff that can be done. Oh, yeah. Look at the uh, shit. What was... Uh... Oh, Atomic Blonde yes. is another great example. That's ex exactly what I was thinking of. And, like, I don't know. Like, it... It all depends how they do it, like... Because I actually really like Ocean's 8. I like what they did with that, but... I was hit and miss on it. There were parts of it I liked. The, the parts that I didn't like, which were... They all just come down on me, is, like, all the, like... And I have to understand that it's just a blockbuster movie, so I need to get my head around it. But having right. watched Mr. Robot, when I see hacking in movies, and I see the hokey fucking big graphical display kind of hacking... It just kind of bothers me. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that was one of the things that bothered me about that movie, which is like, oh, I'm just going to do this, this, and this. And look, I'm in. I have control of this. And here's all the pictures. And everything's graphically laid out for me, really simple, so that everyone can follow. And I was just like... Yep. And it bothered me specifically in that movie, because, like, granted, the rest of the Ocean movies were these, like, elaborate heist films. They yep. were well thought out of, where it yep. was like, if someone actually had the time and the money and planned this, like, you could, you, you yeah, could you do could. this. Yeah. 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 I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the last I heard was what? Idris Elba? It uh, was in talks <clears throat> to be Bond, but I think, I think it's, this one sat on the shelf for so long and Idris Man. isn't getting any younger. So, like, no. I don't know if that's still something in his wheelhouse. I think he'd be too old now. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what they do with it. I, yeah. And it's the, <clears throat> like, the, uh, the fucking people that hold the rights to it are fucking super picky too, right? So who the mm -hmm. fuck knows what they you know, want to do with it, but... It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All in all, it was a good movie. There was <laughs> yeah. a few things that I nitpick about that I didn't enjoy, but all in all, it was a good movie. It had a nice story arc, and they wrapped it up very, very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, that is, like, I think the thing I like most about that movie is that they actually were willing to end his character and like wrap that up in a satisfying way because mm -hmm. it would have been like me and my buddy like before the movie we were talking like in line like are are they gonna kill him and like we're, we're like probably not like they, i don't think they have the balls to do that and we were like it'd be cool if they did and then we came out and we're like damn they actually were able to do that cool now give us the fucking 
the Bond film that we've all wanted for a long time. What's that? Go back in time. Okay. And give us all of the events of Goldeneye through 006, Alec Trevelyan's perspective. All right, I with can get Sean behind that. Bean. I can get behind that. Sure. That, I can get... That's what I want. I want sure. to see everything through Sean Bean's eyes. All right. All right. I'd be down for that. Also checked out that new Venom movie. Yeah, it's on my list, but I haven't haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Eh. Pretty meh? Yeah. Pretty meh. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was meh in the way of like, I saw it right after Bond. And like back to back? Yeah. And uh, like walking out of Venom, I was like, that is like the definition of like a cookie cutter summer blockbuster. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. I had my reservations from the get-go because like as much as I absolutely adore Woody Harrelson, I was super reluctant to see him don like a fucking red afro wig and uh, yeah. On the mantle of that, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but I'll let it go because these guys are professionals and it's Tom Hardy. And it, I mean, it is Woody Harrelson still, and I love Woody Harrelson. So, yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, it's definitely worth watching, but like, I wouldn't go in expecting this amazing thing. No. Okay. Speaking about Bond, though, I put the wrong article in. For some reason, it pasted the 20 greatest Bond villains, and I didn't want that. Apparently, No Time to Die needs 900 million to break even. What? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So I saw this, and it was like, a new report claims that due to the growing cost of No Time to Die, the movie now requires a box office return of 900 million just to break even. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's something else. Yeah, or they're and like they're also how they're reporting this is also like super not how like we think of box office numbers because like we take the budget and then we add like okay double it because you got to cut in theaters Mark like marketing and yeah so they're they're combining everything by saying like okay like even though it only had like a you know three hundred to four hundred million budget like get factoring your theater cuts and marketing. And even more marketing because they marketed this movie like three times because yeah. they didn't know when it was coming out, right? So, but yeah, apparently it's like needs to make a bunch of money. But I mean, it's Bond; it will. But Oof. yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of money to have to pull back. Yeah, I mean, like, well, what is it? I wonder what it's sitting at right now. Can't imagine that much. Uh, oof! Worldwide, it's only sitting at like three fifty, <laughs> and it's been out for like two weeks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big oof! I don't know. It'll make it if it doesn't make it up in box office. It'll make it up in post with fucking after sales and shit. But I mean, I would hopefully, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking rough. 
Okay, so the, did you did you read the fucking interview that Doug Elin? No. So this blew my fucking mind, and I don't know like how true it is because I didn't go like super in depth to find out more. But basically, he was on a podcast. They were talking about shit. Yeah. Apparently, he's been pushing for an Entourage reboot, but the one oh. thing that's standing in his way is Mark Wahlberg. What? Yep. Mark Wahlberg has the rights to it. I had some kind of power to it. He's well, been I guess because it was technically based like, on him loosely, and yeah. yeah, and he was the producer and all that shit. So I guess Mark Wahlberg is holding it up. But the interesting thing is, after Entourage, he yep. went and sat down with. Hold on, I got to bring up their names. I'm just looking at this article that was mentioned. I probably could have just clicked the article to get the fucking names, but it's the writers. He went and sat down with the guys who currently write. Two of them. Uh, yeah, he went and sat down with Brian Koppelman and David Levian. Okay. Who are two of the three writers on the show. And he said, hey, now that Entourage is done, the next show I want to do is I want to do something about like billionaire hedge fund managers in New York and all that shit. And they went, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So they started kind of like humming and hawing with like ideas of what it would be. And then I guess he kind of just eventually like didn't go anywhere. And then I don't know what the timeline is. Like six months to a year later, Brian Koppelman and David Levian met up with Andrew Ross Sorkin and the three of them created billions. Doug Allen was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, he was like, uh, <laughs> this was my idea. And I met up with you two guys and you ended up fucking bringing in the Ross like Andrew Ross Sorkin and made this show like it's this was my idea you fucks and like there's like a quote right in the fucking from the podcast where he's like billions can fucking burn in hell I wonder how common this is like in Hollywood like where people sit down and like hash out ideas and then they're just like fuck it I'm gonna go do this that's a great idea yeah like I wonder if this is super common or if he just got fucked I don't know what I mean yeah but I read that and I was like fuck I love billions and I love entourage so like yeah. To hear this, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. I so wonder, like, like, how much truth there is, or if it's like an yeah. exaggerated recounting of how things happened in the past. But nonetheless, I was like, that's super fucking interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, what we're talking about, billions. Are you fully caught up? Yes, I am finished. Okay. Me too. I think I'm done with billions. I don't want to watch now. Yeah. I know where you're coming from. Like, because I mean, like, super spoiler alert again here. Yeah. I don't know if I'm interested in a show where now it's fucking Paul Giamatti versus Prince. I am 100% not. Like, I this, just. This is exactly what happened with Suits. When the characters I like left, I was like, I'm not into this show anymore. I'm not going to watch it. I kept watching Suits because, like, although I loved fucking <laughs> Meghan Markle and, uh, whatever his name is yeah no i can't remember i still liked fucking the other characters yeah Yeah, that i can't and lewis like lewis was like my favorite like no yeah fair enough sleeper fucking character but yeah i don't know there's still lots of talent in here like it was i'm super intrigued when uh dollar bill and the other guy walked out after prince and they're like team up he's like yeah yeah, team up and they like 
So I'm like, cool. Does this mean they're getting a spinoff or they're still going to be part of Billions, but now it's going to be like them versus Prince and they're going to like take over the like how Prince spent the whole time trying to take it down Bobby. If it's going to be these guys trying to take down Prince to avenge Bobby it, being taken down. Yeah, it could be. Which like has me slightly intrigued. Plus yeah. like the therapist that from from Sons of Anarchy that I always forget her name. Sorry. Like, I really like her character, and I really like Paul Giamatti's character, and, like, Wags is one of my favorite characters oh, yeah. of that whole show. So there's still a lot of characters that I want to see where they go, so I'll probably keep watching. But, yes, without Damian Lewis, it, it is not the same show. No, and, like, especially because, like, and fuck it, I don't like how they ended his character either. It seemed like such a fucking not a thing that character would do. Because they throughout the whole show, like Damian Lewis is like pitched as like the guy that never backs down. Mm -hmm. He's he's fighting till the end. You know he's he doesn't care if he's getting charged. He's he's fighting the shit and he's plotting behind the scenes. And then and then at the end he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to fight anymore. I'm just gonna fuck off overseas. He's like, what? That's not that's not that character at all. Yeah, but they had to do something because like I'm he sure he was leaving. Yeah, like so. So, yeah, they didn't really have a choice. You can't no. fault a guy for that. I mean, I don't like the way that they ended it either, but I mean, when you have this much buildup and this is like the battle that's going on between the two of them and you're like, fuck, Damien's leaving. We need to write his character out. How are we going to do it? I guess that's the most fitting because I would have been more upset if he gets convicted, goes to jail, and that's how they write his character off. Yeah, that would have sucked even more, to be honest. And then, like, so. the, the downside to that is, like, with him making this deal with Prince, Prince gets Axe Cap, Axe Cap stays alive via V, everyone who works at Axe Cap yeah. stays alive, and those characters get to keep going in one central location for story purposes, right? If Axe goes down, Axe Cap gets frozen, gets yeah. disbanded, and then yeah. you have to, like, figure out a storyline where somehow you bring all these characters back together again. Yeah. Or you go the Big Bang Theory fucking route where you have an episode and every 30 seconds it's a cutscene to a different character's story and it just becomes too much to follow. Yeah, I think this is like the writers did the best they could given that like and like he left that show for a not very like fun reason either. Like he's got some family that he's Ass. gotta like yeah and like he's gotta take care of so like his kids. Yeah, so it's like so like i'm pretty sure the show was like well we gotta do this the best that we can because we don't have like a half a season to do this the right way so yeah, yeah completely understandable circumstances yeah totally it's just like it, it just it felt weird but i get why they did it mm -hmm. so but and fucking and like you said paul giamatti dude that look that dude's looking fucking good he's lost like fucking 50 pounds yeah he lost a lot of weight like fucking when you were just when you said last time we talked, he was like, "Yeah, wow, it looks like he sucked back some souls of some kids and just took twenty years off his life." Because I was like, "God damn, yeah, pretty crazy, right?" <laughs> what do you? What did you do during the pandemic, Paul Giamatti? Finding an Got elliptical? <laughs> Fuck! It's like holy shit. Hired a personal trainer and went to fucking town. Yeah, yeah no kidding, no kidding. But yeah. Billions. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll watch an episode or two of the new season, but yeah. I don't know. And it'll be like suits. Like I imagine when, when you lose a main character like that, it, it isn't going to be a long time before that show naturally comes to an end. Right. 
just like Suits. Like it was only like one, maybe two seasons after Megan and uh, the other guy left there before they were like, yep, we're just going to naturally conclude. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do one or two more and then they end it. Yeah, that seems right. I mean, it is showtime. They tend to not keep things going like too crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Also, I caught up mostly on American Horror Story. Are you fairly caught up too? I'm up to date, man. I think I have... What do I have left? I... I think I have two episodes left. Episode so you're eight was the last the, one. You're barely into the fucking alien shit. Yeah. I, I don't think I like this season. <laughs> because we're... There's nine episodes total. So you've finished episode seven? No, eight. I have nine left. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you're two two into the alien shit. I don't like it. I'll fucking... Uh, I'll straight up say it, man. As a massive... American Horror Story fan and a lukewarm American Horror Stories fan because that yeah. season was hit and miss with me. This is not the good. worst. The worst American Horror Story season I've seen so far. Yeah, I think I would. I would agree. Like, I think just... they like really fucking shit the bed trying to do a double feature here. Yeah, and didn't give enough time for like story and plot to develop. Yeah, and I was all hyped. I'm like, oh, vampires and aliens. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Totally. And the vampire one was, it was okay. Yeah. It, it was like interesting as to like how these vampires were vampires and shit. Yeah. And then the end where like pretty much LA is just being overrun and like out of control. I'm like, hey, that, that's kind of cool. Yeah. This alien one though, man. And I, the part that bothers me the most. Okay. Is when they like show you the past with Eisenhower and it's all black and white. And that's uh-huh. like three quarters of the episode. And then you get to the future and it's color with like the modern characters and what's happening now. And then like they go back and then it's all black and white with some like weird bullshit. And it's like, I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I don't like where the story's going. No, I don't like how the story's been told. And then they throw in these like stupid, weird, odd things like. You've watched episode eight. So then, yeah, you would have seen the episode where they're all sitting down at the table trying to figure out like what's going on as they're all like fucking harboring babies. And for whatever reason, Steve Jobs is just fucking sitting there chilling, talking. And oh, was that Steve's was that Steve Jobs? Oh yeah, yeah, he's sweet. Uh, yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Oh, because you're trying to hint that like Apple's technology came from fucking aliens. Well, I don't see anyone representing like Samsung or Nokia, like the ones who actually pushed forth mobile fucking technology. Mm-hmm. While Apple played catch up and fucking yeah. waited for the shit to be there before they just fine tuned it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah. This whole se- <sighs> like this whole season and like American Horror Stories is just like is is this the end of good American Horror Story? Did we get nine and then that's it? I don't know, man. I mean, I'm really hoping that when they do another season, because they got they got renewed for two or three more seasons, right? So like. I don't know, maybe things are just different. They're coming off the heels of a pandemic and it's like they haven't found their groove. So maybe next season they'll they'll figure out their stride properly again. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping, like I'm hoping that's how it goes down cuz yeah, I was pretty yeah, pretty disappointed. Pretty disappointed to say the least. 
Yeah. That's yeah. an understatement. I was very disappointed this whole season. Like when I when a new episode comes out, I'm like, I gotta fucking watch it, but I don't want to watch it now. And I drag my heels, and eventually I totally, it's like I don't know what else to watch. Okay, I'll watch the new episode. Yeah, totally. I've never had that feeling about American Horror Story. No, totally. I, like I was the same way. Like I had to like force myself to keep watching the episodes. And like normally, like when I was binging, like those first nine seasons, I was doing like fucking. Oh yeah, I'm gonna like watch eight on a Saturday back to back. And this season, I was like, eh, all right, I'll throw this on. I guess. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's been incredibly disappointing. So that's weird. A massive letdown in all fronts, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. It's honestly not the worst thing I watched in this past week, though. Okay, so what is the worst thing you watched? Night Raiders. That was a terrible, terrible movie. Don't go see Night Raiders. What the fuck is Night Raiders? It is a futuristic world where. They're like restarting like a civil war and they're abducting kids to like train them to be soldiers in their secret war. Okay. But it's heavily steeped in like Native American history. So like as soon as you go to the theater and watch it, the first thing that pops up at the beginning of the movie is basically like a full size page trigger warning. Okay. That this may offend and like be a trigger for indigenous people who had their kids taken to boarding schools. Right. Because that's similar to what happens is these kids get taken and put in these fucking schools. Sure. And like that's the movie is this like chick has a daughter. She's living in the wilderness. For some reason they've got this futuristic tech where these drones have like guns on them and they go and they hunt down kids. Anyone under the age of 18 has to go to this special school. Okay. So her daughter gets taken, and it's kind of like, what am I going to do? How am I? I shouldn't say her daughter gets taken. Spoiler alert, she gives up her daughter because her daughter's injured. And they it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of world. So she doesn't have access to medicine or anything like that. So she gives up her daughter willingly, knowing that her daughter will get medical care. Right. And then kind of like lives her life. And then like a couple years later, she meets up with like a resistance group, which is a group of indigenous people living out on the land and they're they have a way to like hack the door codes and the cameras and break out a few kids one at a time and there's this like master plan where there's this like i don't know massive safe location somewhere up north but it's like a 30 or 40 day like walk to get there okay so they ask this mother they're like we need you to you're the chosen one we need you to lead all the kids up to the safe spot safe spot where they won't be taken and she goes, okay, well, I'll do that, but you got to get my daughter out. She's in that school. Right. And then they go and they break out the fucking daughter. And then they get, like, swarmed by this, like, government military police-like thing. And they, they're about to have a fucking straight-up shootout between this, like, resistance group and the government. And all these drones show up. And then you find out that this kid is the chosen one. And somehow she's able to control all the drones with her mind. What? So she like starts waving her hand back and forth and all these drones with guns start moving back and forth. And then everyone, all the government guys are like run away scared. Uh, That took a turn. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's where the movie ends. Doesn't sound very good at all. The movie ended... And my fiance and I both looked at each other and went, <laughs> "The fuck? Where's the rest of the movie?" All right, sure. 
Like the whole movie is about getting all these kids up to the safe house or the safe location and it just ends. Okay. And then they do a lot of other like things that kind of irritate me. Sure. So like, I don't know if you know this, but I happen to live on, for lack of a better term, an island that was a native reserve for a portion of my life. Yeah. So while I was there and I couldn't do it now. But I used to, I actually was taught growing up how to speak Chippewan right. and Cree. Sure. Yeah. So the language that they speak in this movie is actually Cree. Okay. Like it's English, but the resistance is led by a bunch of elders and they speak Cree. Okay. Which I thought was super cool and I was super interested because sure. I live down here now. So I don't come across many people that speak Cree anymore. Right. Sure, so I don't yeah, hear yeah. that language anymore. So it was really cool, like listening to them speak Cree and it's like, little words here and there it's like oh i do remember that word and what oh, okay. it means right. but what bothers me is there are multiple scenes where you'll have like one of the resistance leaders talking to like one of the generals and they're like resistance or whatever right yeah and she'll be talking to him in cree and he'll be like yeah 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 and he'll understand what she's saying but then he'll respond in english okay and then she'll continue to speak Cree. He'll respond in English. And she'll start speaking Cree. Halfway through, she'll switch to English. And then they're talking English. And then she goes back to talking Cree. Meanwhile, this guy just responds in English the whole time. And I don't know why, but it bothers me. It feels lazy. Like, if she's sure. going to talk Cree, then talk Cree. Right. But don't I don't pass it. Yeah. And, like, if you're talking Cree to this guy and he can understand it, I'm kind of floored as to how he doesn't know how to fucking regurgitate the words. Sure. Yeah. And this happens a lot, okay. like multiple times with a few different characters where like they'll say something to Cree and the other person will respond in English or other or it'll be vice versa where this guy will go up and be like, yeah, I think we need to do this and take this here and let's build a fucking stand here. And then the other person will be like, da, 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 da in Cree. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like, what? And then sometimes when they speak in Cree, they don't subtitle it. So you don't know what they're fucking saying. I don't know. It's just like one of the little things that bothered right, me. Right, right. Which that's the thing, like little things that probably wouldn't matter if it's a good movie. But if it's a bad movie, then the little things just kind of make it even worse. Right? Yeah, it just, it just kind of mildly annoyed me. Yeah, that's fair. And by all means, it shouldn't have, but it, but it did. Right. Hmm. All right, so don't see that is what I'm hearing. No, I don't know. Like I went in and like I we, we picked a movie and we just like we're like let's go see a movie, any sure. movie, and we randomly picked. That's the one we picked. Neither of right. us had even watched the trailer. I hadn't really heard of it. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then when we got there and started watching it, and they had like the big disclaimer up, I was like, okay, interesting. Right. And then the whole thing starts with an elder like talking about I can't remember what. But it was like an, an elder from the from the band. And I was like, oh, okay. This is kind of cool. Like I like I lived this culture for several years. Like it's super fascinating. And mm -hmm. like it's nice to see them get like some representation on a big screen. Right. But then yeah, like the actual core of the movie was just bad. All right. And clearly they set it up the way it ended, where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna fucking we're gonna get you guys another one. Right. I don't know if I'd watch another one though. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about trashy reality TV for a second. Oh, more okay. Dancing with the Stars? Well, okay, I want to briefly talk about that. 
They did a fucking live Zoom call dance, which was fucking what the fuck? I'm either I'm either having deja vu or you've told me that before. I think I texted you because I was like, I need I need to tell someone that they're doing this on live TV immediately because it's fucking ridiculous. You must have texted me then because that does uh, sound super familiar. I, I believe I did because like I was watching it and they're like, all right, because it's like these two people like tested positive. Like we're gonna do this over Zoom, and I was like, "Wait, no!" I was like, "You," and they're in, they were in different locations, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is crazy." I sh- should have just waited, but that bad. It will like I get why they did it, but like they almost shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So that's all I have on that. And then I fucking I got back into Survivor. Oh. Yeah, and so I this show is like Big Brother, like for me, where it's like when it's good, I'm like super into it. Okay, and I think it's because the host, like Jeff, uh, whatever his name is, Provost. Yeah, that dude is a great host, mostly because he is not afraid to sling shit at the contestants on a consistent basis. Like challenges, like if someone's lagging behind, he'll just like start ribbing them like right in front of everyone. He's just like, Oh yeah, no, you're losing for like the third time in a row. Like, come on, like we're out here. Pick it up. And like the dude is like such a he's able to read like the people so good to where he talks like that. And which led me down a weird rabbit hole of like I'm gonna YouTube his best moments. And like he's had there was one season that I watched where he voted someone out by not taking any of the votes because he read the room. Yeah, so like they were at this, um, so like the context of it, and like anyone who watches Survivor will probably realize the season, but like they were like getting ready to vote, and there was like a, a trans person there that didn't tell anyone except for one person. And so this dude, uh, one of the dudes just like outs him on national TV. And everyone around them was like, uh, "Like, what the fuck? You're you're not really supposed to do that." And so everyone was upset. And like Jeff, after ten minutes, was just like, "So do we even need to vote, or is that guy just going home?" And everyone just nodded. And he was like, "All right, grab your shit." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but like he's able to like he does stuff like that where like, oh, there was a. Uh, like he he doesn't play by the game rules if that makes any sense like he'll mm-hmm. he'll tweak the rules of the game if it makes sense like it's not like um a great example is one year he uh one of the tribes ran out of food because they ate too much and so they came back to him and they were like hey can we get like more food and he was like sure but i'm going to take a bunch of your shit and we're going to like do this so he like went back to their camp and like because they had won like a bunch of fishing gear and like some blankets and like a hammock and like they had a bunch of stuff he walked back he was like all right here's like a super small bag of rice he was like if you all eat the minimum that we tell you which is like a cup a day this will last you till the end but you can't eat like you did before he was like i'm not going to give you the big bag that you had before he was like here's the small bag and he was like and i'm going to take all these blankets he's like i'm going to take your fishing gear and I'm going to take, you know, like this tarp that I also gave you. He was it, like, he just stripped them of all the shit. And they were like, can we like keep one blanket? He was like, this isn't a negotiation. He's like, you want the food or not? Really? <laughs> yeah. Like he does stuff like that. That is like, um, 
and there was another one where uh in one episode like the people lost their flint to make fire like they mm-hmm. straight up just forgot where it was and so like they were barding with him and he was just like yeah i'll give you a new flint but like i'm gonna t- take half your food and they were like what and he was like yeah like he's not afraid to do that stuff so it's it's super good watching him like because he's he's able to do stuff like that that is like he he twists the show when he needs to and it makes it really fun to watch Ooh. so and uh and anyway this season is like really good because like they're making that game harder and like it was already a hard game because like you're on an island and they don't give you a lot of stuff yeah so like people are constantly like every season there's one or two people that get airlifted out because they fucking you know got sick and this year he started all of them off with zero food he was like you don't even get bags of rice to start they were like what and he was like there's coconuts on the island like it'll be fine the first competition is like four days away and that's where you can win some food and they were like what do you mean win he was like not everyone will get it jesus <laughs> yeah so he's sounds like, like they're getting ruthless yeah they are they're totally getting like way more ruthless with it which is like awesome so and it's it's a it's a show that when it's good it's like it's a really fun watch because it's yeah interesting but yeah so yeah i got back in a survivor right I don't remember what season it was. Like, I used to be a big Survivor fan, but I left it a long, long time ago. Yeah, and there's been years where I've gotten back into it, and other years where I'm like, eh. But, like, it seems like this year, like, I saw... I don't remember where I saw the preview, but it was, like, the tagline of, like, oh, we're gonna make this super harder for them, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, wow. Sure, I'm not giving them food. Jesus. And they're all... He's actually... Uh, another thing they did is like so like before like if you were doing a competition like where you could win like a like food or like blankets or something like that there was no downside to losing and now this year he also made it he was like oh also if you lose like I'm totally going to take away some of your shit so don't come in last place oh like and, super aggressive yeah <coughs> so yeah it's cool Bowsers. yeah so it's just like it, it's interesting like to, that they're totally turning it on its head so yeah no that's cool yeah and just him as a host like it's it's he's he's really good at that job i'll say that he's not afraid to shit on people he is a good host yeah it's funny like i think it's him that i really like about that show just because like anytime like someone will like do something nonchalant he'll like dig into them like He's able to bring conversations out of people that maybe don't want to say anything. Like he's able to do that really well. Or mm-hmm. just like someone will be talking about something like in the vote and like he'll just be like, Oh, hey, you over there, like you rolled your eyes. What are you thinking? Like, what's your beef with this person? Like he just totally like throws everything on the table to like get it out. So it's like it's good. Mm. And he's also like completely so you know how in like Big Brother, how sometimes people will just like up and leave because they're like, I'm done with this? Yeah. So, like, when people do that on Survivor, he absolutely rips into them. So, I can't remember, it was, like, a few seasons back, like, someone was like, this is, like, too hard, I'm going home, and, like, in front of everyone, he was like, you realize, like, how weak you look right now? Like, you you realize how hard it is to get on this show? And he was like, yeah, I just can't do it. He was like, it, like, he just rips into them, he's like, dude, what the fuck? Why'd you even come? Wow. But, yeah, he's he's totally, like... He's a great host. 
So you're in love with Jeff? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's my uh, that's my reality TV segment. Well, maybe one day I'll fucking pick that up and dust it off and see where we're at nowadays. This has yep. been a long, long time. Yeah. And it'd been it had been a few years since I had last watched it, but I just picked it up this year and I was like, let's see what happens. There's been just so much TV though this year. Yep. Like with the absence of movie, just like mini series after mini series. And I keep adding them and not watching them. Like I got the foundation, yep. but I haven't even started it yet. Yeah, me neither. I downloaded or downloaded. I got, uh, I don't know, four or five episodes left to go in fucking Ted Lasso that I haven't actually made my way through yet. I just got that new Epic's Stephen King show. What? It's a new Stephen King show? I don't know how new it is, but I was like reading some stuff and he, Stephen King, tweeted out. Uh, that this was like his favorite, like based on his shit. Ooh, television what is, show. What is it called? called? Chapel Wait. Chapel Wait. Yeah. Interesting. And I haven't even started that one yet, but apparently, like, it's a super intense fucking. And it's got Adrian Brody in it. Oh. And it's a yeah, it's a mini series on epics. But apparently, like, yeah, like, Stephen King himself tweeted out, like, this is fucking, like, one of the best ones I've seen done. Oh, interesting. But, yeah, so I was like, oh, well, okay, I gotta watch that. But I haven't actually watched any of it yet, or The Foundation. I still haven't fucking started I'll Be Gone in the Dark, and, like, that's pretty high on my list. I keep yeah. hearing amazing things about Killing Eve, so I've been, like, waiting to fucking start that, because that's four seasons deep. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any of the freaking power sequels like Ghost and Power Book 2 and Raising Canaan. I haven't even gotten that far yet. I'm behind on fucking what we do in the shadows. I just added that new HBO Brittany Murphy documentary. I haven't oh, yep. watched that yet. Yep. I've I've been really bad with that lately too. Like we're like I have a pile up of shows, but like it's also like I'm super busy at work, so like when I get home, I'm like I want comfort food TV. Yeah. Or it's just like I don't know if you have periods of that where you're just like I don't want to watch anything new. Like yeah, I, I just come. want to put a rerun on. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I still do that all the time. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine lives on the TV when we go to bed, pretty much. Yeah. Just so because I've seen it all. Yeah. So like my go-to comfort food has been like this really shitty primetime show that used to be on CBS called The Unit, and it's so garbage. It's just like a mindless action, dumb fucking prime time thing that I'm just like, I'm going to throw this on and zone out <laughs> just because I'm, I'm tired and I don't want to think, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. I did hey. want uh rewatch true detective season three though. as like, I wanted engaging comfort food and that season still holds up. Did you ever actually do anything with True Blood? Like you said you were going to take it on. Did you ever I actually take it on? I haven't started it yet cuz like the plan with True Blood was like I always like to have like a show like that that I can throw on while I play games or something and just like watch it at the same time and I've been meaning to start it. And I was going to start it yesterday cuz I was just playing games and I was like, "Oh, I'll throw something on." But then I forgot you came out and I have like one episode of that left. <laughs> been like binging the shit out of that show i still need to watch that it's i'm good. very excited for it 
It's good. I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. Yeah. And they announced like, for getting a fourth season, too. Perfect. That's even better. Yeah. Keep them coming. I There's something about that show, man. I don't know. I thoroughly enjoy it. And like I never thought in a million years, like seeing it advertised on Netflix, that I'd ever be into that. And it's one of my favorite shows right now. Yeah. It's because, like, I think I've said this before, it, it is way better than it has any right to be, given what it is about. Mm-hmm. Like, it should just be a shitty CW, like, Riverdale type show, but it's not, so. Yeah. I'm, like, just over halfway through the first season of Succession, and it still hasn't, like, nailed me yet. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I keep waiting i'm like okay maybe this is gonna be the episode where i'm like oh yeah i'm all in it hasn't oh, happened yet like interesting half, like halfway through the first season and i'm still like this isn't overly entertaining to me oh really yeah i got into that right away yeah no not me huh interesting the one i did get into though okay was dan brown's lost symbol oh shit is that actually quietly good i am like I am low-key really enjoying that fucking show. Oh, shit. Okay. really enjoying it. Because I, like, it's it's sitting on my Plex, and I was waiting to watch it, because I knew you would check it out first, and I was like, I don't want to waste my time if this is garbage, and if you're quietly saying it's all right, I kind of want to watch it now. Yeah, it takes takes a minute to come to terms with the fact that it's not Tom Hanks. Sure, sure. But, uh... Aside from that, it's it's done really well, and it's been pretty good compared to the book, because I did read that book. Okay. And yet, it's one of the few shows that, like, I have that, like, when a new episode comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, new episode, and I'll, like, go out of my way to watch the new episode. Huh. So I'm, like, I'm low-key, like, really, really enjoying it. Okay. Huh. I'll have to bump that up the list, because I was totally expecting you to come back and be like, yeah, it was shit. Because it's like, it's prime time, right? Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm into it. I like it. But I like all of Dan Brown's stuff. So like. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I love all the like puzzles that are like steeped in like actual history. And. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of all that. So like. You'll be been, skewed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely fucking biased on that show. I think that's probably the case. Like I checked out that many Saints of Newark movie. Like instantly, as soon as like I got off work that Friday, I was like, I need to watch this. And like, I fucking love that movie, but I think it is very much because I love The Sopranos. So, and I enjoyed The Sopranos, but I don't know if I'd say I loved it. That's yeah. Probably why, like, I haven't taken the time to sit down and actually watch it yet. Yeah. So, is it, is it worth a watch? I, like I said, I loved it because I love The Sopranos. I think it's worth a watch. Uh, but I think you'll you probably won't like it as much as I do. Well, I mean that's fair. I probably won't like it as much as you, but no. But I thought it was like it was interesting how they got those char- like how they did those characters before. I think the cast for that movie is fucking rock solid. Like it's got an insane cast. Really? And yeah. Well, it's got. Uh, so like, if I look it up, like the cast is like. Um, there's a lot of people in it. So it's got uh, John Bernthal, um, Vera Farmiga, you'll know her if you see her, Corey Stoll, Ray Liotta, you know, and like all the people they got 
like it, that they cast as the younger versions look insanely like them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like just like the cast of it is like really 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 good. Mm. But, but yeah, well, it, it was solid. Maybe I'll bump that up in my queue after I watch Dune. Yeah. It's uh and it's also a weird movie that like I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that hasn't seen The Sopranos. For a prequel, you kind of need to watch The Sopranos. <laughs> Which yeah, is well, really that's, weird. That's fair. I uh, have seen The Sopranos, though, so... Yeah. So, but yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. So. I also fucking... I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I've been re-watching the Matrix movies ever since that trailer dropped. I'm going to do that as well, but I'm going to do it right before the new Matrix. Uh, okay. So I just finished the third movie, like, the other night. God, that third movie fucking sucks. I didn't mind the third movie. <laughs> Compared to the first two, I guess. But. It's funny, because everyone has a hate. Like, I know people that are like, the first movie was great, the last two were just dog shit. And I know people who are like, yeah, it was okay, it got progressively better, the third one was definitely the best. Like, I I know people that yeah. are, like, all over the spectrum on that. Yeah, that's fair. I enjoyed them all. But, I mean, granted, like, I watched them when they came out 10, 15 fucking years ago or whatever. It's been a long yep. time since I've watched them. Yeah, that was the same with me. Is like I think the first time I watched them was when they came out and I never rewatched them. So, but yeah. Again, okay. Did you ever watch that 70s show? Of course. Every fucking episode. Are you ready for a That's 90s show? I heard about that. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Yeah. Fucking what? But I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna keep Kitty in red, yeah, because it's gonna be about oh, uh, their grandkids, basically. Yeah. So uh, this came out of left field when I read this. It's like what. I am interested. I remember when they tried to do that 80s show and it was a massive flop. They tried this before? Yeah. It wasn't related. They just decided to do a show. It's called That 80s Show. Oh. And it was completely unrelated to that 70s show. It was literally just like the same format, but it takes place in the 80s with a different cast. Oh. And it was not good. No. Weird. So yeah. I'm curious. So I'm. I'm guessing they're probably like, if we're going to do this, if we want to try and bring in the nostalgia and like the fan base from that 70s show, we need some like recurring characters. And if you're doing it with Kitty and Red as the parents, like there's no reason that you couldn't have pop up visits from Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis or Will Vladarama or Topher Grace. So I think they're in a good position with this. Yeah. And like, I know for a lot of people, like, yeah, the stories were funny, but like, the low-key background, like, the real laughs came from, like, Red's parenting style and yep. Kitty's parenting style. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. They were great. So, like, I'm I'm, I'm into this. Like, I'm I'm definitely going to give it a look to see how she, how she plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, from two people that were kind of around in the 90s. Like, be interesting to see how they adapt that kind of era. Yeah, and it'll be nice to just see a different era where, like, you know, they have a little bit more technology and mm -hmm. the world's a slightly different place. And Yep. Totally. Yeah. So Netflix is doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely 
super, super into that. Fucking Scarlett Johansson finally settled that lawsuit. Yes, that's what I was actually just looking up. <laughs> but they gave absolutely no details. They just announced like, hey, everything's all good now. Oh, I wanted the fucking <laughs> details. I wanted to know how that actually play, played out. Uh, yeah, I don't think they actually said anything. I think they literally straight up just like announced that like, hey, we, yeah, yeah, the terms of the agreement have not been disclosed. But it's rumored that Disney's going to pay her out $40 million. Yeah. Hey, that's not a bad little payday. I'm more interested to see how this is going to reshape the future castings going forward with all the new big Disney movies and the Marvel movies in specific, right? Like, they're obviously pushing for, like, a Young Avengers movie, right? Like, setting up the Hawkeye's daughter and all that other stuff, right? Yeah, sure. Like, I wonder... I wonder how much is going to go Disney, how much is going to go theaters, how much is going to go day and date, and how these new contracts are going to be structured, and if that's going to affect, like, them casting top-tier fucking A++ celebrities in these uh, title roles. Yeah. Like, this is setting a new precedent, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think any agent worth their salt now is anytime a deal is hitting the table, they're just like, all right, so what's, what's the details of the streaming backend? Mm-hmm. And if I bet if that's not in the conversation, they're just like, well, get the fuck out. Like, which I mean, that could go either way, right? Like you could have it where like, yeah, Disney's now spending way more money to get these big time celebs in there. But then this could also be like a foray into Disney casting you know, relatively smaller name people, and we could finally start getting some like fresh blood, es- like eschewed into the fucking top tier of Hollywood for the first time in a long time. Yeah, that is true. Now where they just get some newbies, where they're just like, "Hey, you, you just want an opportunity, so you don't mind getting boned out of a few contract details." So yeah, but you know what? Fuck, like I'm no fucking actor, and I'm in nowhere, sh- no way, form, or in any shape physically to play any kind of fucking superhero (laughs) sure but if marvel was like hey man we'll give you five hundred thousand dollars to be one of our new fucking marvel superheroes and then like maybe on the next one we'll give you seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and then if there's a third one then we'll give you eight hundred thousand but like i'm under a million for every fucking movie i'm taking that absolutely shit if they told me 150 grand for each movie i'd take it Mm mm-hmm so yeah 100 percent, totally yeah it'll be curious how like all that ends up especially because like a bunch of fucking streaming services are like rolling back day and date stuff now too so do a lot of those deals they just go well we're not day and dating it so who cares yeah, that's the interesting thing right like i was like where i for a while i'm like where the fuck is dune dune was supposed to day and date what the fuck is going on here yeah. Is it still day and dating? But do we just. Because it's not out in Canada, is it? Isn't it? No. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. No, it's gotten some releases elsewhere, but it's not out. I want to say it's. Is it next weekend, I think? Oh. Well, I'll just shut my uninformed mouth then. Yeah, it's next weekend. It's October 23rd. And oh. okay, so is is it still day and date? What is my 
What's my calendar say? Oh, yeah. It, oh, no, apparently it is still digital next week. Mm -hmm. Oh. So, according to Radar, at least. <laughs> but, but, yeah, good for ScarJo. I think it was only a matter of time before that was settled anyway, so. Yeah. I don't think there was ever a scenario where that was going to court. <laughs> no, I didn't think it would either. I figured it would it would just pull out the checkbook. Yeah. So yesterday I had to go to Calgary to get some wedding outfits. Okay. Um and while we were driving, there's the we went downtown to pick up my buddy. Yeah. I can't remember what the fucking bridge is called. But it was kind of cool to see up in person they had some bridge. It's like one of the famous bridges in fucking Calgary that goes over the fucking river there into downtown. Yep. They had the whole fucking thing shut down and it was just covered in all these like rustic beat up police cars and buses. Yep. It was like, oh shit, they're filming part Last of the last of us here. Yep. Because I saw the set photos from Edmonton. Yep. From downtown Edmonton. I was like, that was cool. But like this time I actually like, yep. like got to drive by it where it was like 30 feet to my right and I could actually look at all of it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they're they're shooting like super hard in Alberta for that, and I think they're going throughout the winter too. Oh, nice! So, like, I want to say they're shooting here until like May or June. Like, I think they're trying to get all seasons, which oh, makes nice. sense because that game goes through all seasons. But. Yeah. No, just like I'm, I was already super excited yeah. for that series, but like knowing that the majority of it is like filmed mm -hmm. all around where like I live. Yep. This just makes me like that much more excited to see it. Yeah, no, totally. Because it's like watching it, you'll just be like, oh, I recognize that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm really excited for that, too. I can't wait for the fucking boys either. Like, when is that fucking new season coming out and the spinoff? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Give it to me already. I know. The fucking. This spinoff, I have a feeling, is going to go dark as fuck. You think so? Well, because the spinoff is about fucking, like, superheroes in university. So, like, picture, you know how all the superheroes... The corny college kids with superpowers. And yeah, the, the bullying behavior and the jock yeah. mentality. And, the, and, like, the frat culture. Like, imagine that, but asshole superheroes. Like, mm -hmm. that's going to get dark as fuck, I bet. I hope so. Because that is, like, they're already assholes when they're fucking superheroes. Like, imagine being in, in university at that type of asshole. Like, yeah, sure. I just want it now. Did they, did they give us a time frame for the spinoff? I don't think so. Well, like, the last season came out, like, mid-summer, end of summer. And, like, we're a full year past now. Yeah, and it drives me off the wall when they do that with shows where they take like a year and a half or two year fucking hiatuses it pisses me off as a fan of this stuff like I understand there's a lot of like technical stuff that needs to go into this but it genuinely irritates me when I have to wait upwards of a year and a half in between seasons looking at you Netflix Ozark well fuck it Westworld man that made me I was so mad and Mr. Robot did the same thing. They took a yeah. year and a half hiatus between the final seasons. Yeah. Infuriating. Yeah. 
And God knows how much longer I'm going to have to wait for the Ray Donovan movie to get the closure from that season that ended oh, like fuck, two right, fucking yeah. years ago. Yeah, no shit. That's right. Drives me off the wall. I know. Speaking of Netflix, they actually fucking released some metrics for the first time. Really? They're not... It's like only two and they're not very like super secret metrics, but it's like the first time they've like legit, I think, given some data. And so they basically said like they did a rankings by number of households for the first 28 days of release. And then they did rankings by overall time spent viewing first 28 days of release. So the most popular series in films ranked by number of households so far for series is Bridgerton season one, whatever Lupin is the Witcher season one, which I'm all right with that. Okay. Okay. Sex life. I don't know what that is. Stranger Things season three money heist part four, which I, did you ever watch Money Heist? I have not watched any of them. It's dub stuff. I just have an issue with yeah. dub stuff. That's fair. And then Tiger King, season one, Queen's Gambit, and Sweet Tooth and Emily in Paris. I've only watched like three things off that list. I know. And then for films, number one is Extraction. Number two is fucking Bird. Fucking Docs or Box or whatever the fuck that bird was. Bird Docs, yeah. yeah. In both of those. And Spencer. And Six Underground. Thought. Murder mystery? I don't know what that is. That's the one where Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston are on a boat and someone gets murdered. Oh. It actually wasn't a terrible one. For right. like out of all of his uh pretty terrible fucking Netflix exclusive, that one's by far the best one. Yeah. And then they got The Old Guard. Thought. And Ella Holmes. Yeah, I hard skipped that one. Project Power. Watched it. Army of the Dead. Watched it. The Fatherhood. No, skip that one, even though I like Kevin Hart. Uh, yeah. And then ranked by overall time spent viewing is like a little bit different. Like it's a lot of the same stuff, but there's like you season two is in there. 13 reasons why. And then movies is largely the same, except for the kissing booth too. What the fuck? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting that they're actually fucking giving us. These obviously got released beforehand because, like, I'm hearing that the most successful Netflix show of all time has been Squid Games. Yes, yeah. So and this that's was obviously not that, on yeah. this list. Yeah, so this was before that came out, but which I haven't checked out Squid Game. I don't even know what that is. Like, I've I've seen articles and I've like seen like frames of it, and I still don't know what that show is. <laughs> so I well, I haven't watched it yet either. I. Pretty much most of the people in my life have watched it, though, and said it was pretty fucking good. Oh, but really? I've heard totally different things. Like, a f half of my friends watched it with the English dubs. Oh. The other half of my friends watched it with English subtitles. And apparently, the English dubs, somehow the translations were are different between English dubs and English subtitles. What? And it actually kind of changes the tone and the perspective a little bit, what? depending on whether you watch it with dubs versus subtitles. Okay, so like, what is the version people say to watch? The better version to watch, apparently, is the subtitled version. 
Okay. Which is what has been holding me off. Because, like, one, I hate watching dubs. Sure. It just in my head, it becomes like a, an OCD annoyance when, like, the lips and st- when the audio doesn't sync, it really, really, like, gets under my skin. Sure. And it's super irritating. And I don't watch a lot of movies that have subtitles because I'm one of those people where, like, I want to watch a movie to get, like, lost in the world. And I right. feel like I'm reading a novel while I'm watching it. So I feel like I'm putting in work to have to. It's the, it's the same reason why, like, despite all of its critical praise, I still haven't seen Parasite because right. I just can't yeah. get myself into a mood or a position to like sit there for 90 minutes and read subtitles in the same way. I, and obviously there's exceptions like zero, 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 like there's a good portion that's subtitled, but mm-hmm. the whole thing isn't. And like, that's okay. But like to watch something from start to finish, that's all subtitled. That's work. I know. And that's what fucking holds me back from doing that. All right. All right. I'm going to uh, propose we go for a quick break and then talk about that new Batman trailer. All right. Well, then let's take a break. Looks like we got a December premiere date for uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yes. I cannot fucking wait. I'm not going to lie. Still haven't watched Mandalorian. For shame. For shame. I know. There's just so much TV. And like I'll be I'll be st- completely straightforward. I enjoy Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I am not a diehard Star Wars fan. I still haven't seen the last of the latest Star Wars trilogy. I'm sorry, you don't need to. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't seen it. I that's and fair. I haven't even seen like the solo movie. Like I saw the first two, and I saw the the squadron spinoff one. Solo, solo was yeah. yeah. So I haven't seen Solo, and I haven't seen the last of the trilogy. I have not seen any of the Mandalorian. I would say if you're going to watch any, just watch the Mandalorian. It's like the only good Star Wars that's out right now. Fair enough. But yeah. I'll get to it eventually. I'm sure it'll get to a point where I'll finally sit down to watch it. It'll be nice to be able to like binge it. Yeah. Fucking another. So in weird news, so The Witcher is getting a season three announcement. But like a few weeks ago, there was an article where they were straight up just like, we're not going to get a season three unless a lot of people watch this. Like, like the showrunners, like, we're like, we don't know if we're getting a third season. It totally depends on how many people watch the second season. So really? Like, yeah, there was like this report of like, they were like, we don't know if they're going to give us one. And then like a couple of weeks after that, they're just like, oh yeah, it's been renewed. And it's like, what the fuck is going on at Netflix where like people just have no idea if they're getting picked up or not. It's just so weird. I think that's just Netflix's culture, man. I mean, there's yeah. like, how many shows do they get? axed like early on where the people are surprised like look at yeah. glow and look at like the society like none of them had any idea like that was it for them no yeah it's super weird how they do it like it's yeah but it's funny because like i think one of like the most stream shows like in netflix history have been friends and the office which are like eight nine season 30 minute fucking sitcom type stuff and like 
Netflix, like historically, with the exception of a handful of shows that have made it to a fourth season, most of them pretty much get fucking capped. It's at three seasons. And it's like your biggest draw are these long running sitcoms that people can just throw on and just let them play for fucking yep. days and days in the background. But you guys won't do that. You won't make something like that. And it makes yeah. no sense to me. No, not at all. It's, uh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall with how they run some of that stuff because it seems like it changes every day. Yeah, like if, if you were to look at my Netflix, like log into my Netflix account, the most played shows on my Netflix account of all time, in no particular order, is The Office. Okay, yeah. Community. Yeah. Parks and Rec. Sure. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be the, the four. Oh, and How I Met Your Mother. Okay, sure, yeah. Just like all, background shows. Yeah, all like eight, nine-ish season, 30-minute sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Because they're fucking super great to just throw on while you're doing stuff. Yep. Yep. And like, Speak- that's, that's easily 70% of my Netflix viewing is like those five shows. And I just rotate between them. It'll be nothing but How I Met Your Mother for a couple weeks. Then I'll be back to Community. Then I'll swing over to the office, then to Brooklyn, and I just rotate them all. Fair enough. Netflix doesn't have anything like that. No. And, like, not to take away from some of the stuff that they do put out, because, I mean, like, The Witcher's good, and Stranger Things is good, Ozark is good. Like, they got a lot of, like, great shows. Yep. But I don't, with the exception of maybe someone could include The Ranch in this, I never really watched The Ranch, so, I mean, I can't comment for sure. But with the exception of The Ranch, they don't really have... A long running like high sitcom. fucking season count sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, they've definitely relied on like, hey, we're just gonna pick up the sitcoms people already like. So Yeah. And like with all the Netflix deals that these guys are handing out to like big time people, like fucking Fincher and Ryan uh, Murphy and yeah. like all those people, right? It's like, hey, have you noticed that the most popular fucking sitcoms that get streamed the most, i.e. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Recs, and The Office, they were all done by Michael Schur. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. And this is a wild thought. I know this is going to fucking blow up a lot of brains here, but maybe. Make a deal with him. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. To be fair, I think The Good Place is Michael Schur. Yes. I love The Good Place. I can love this show. And I didn't mind it. it. It was okay, but it wasn't quite what I wanted. It was a little too much. I like those more like it's a reality, but it's not a reality. Right, right. That's fair. That's fair. But they need to lock him in for a deal before he makes his like, because now that like Brooklyn Nine-Nine's done, right? So he's going to do something else again. And if they were smart, they'd lock him in for another like multi-camera kind of based in realism like sitcom a la parks and recs the office brooklyn 99 yeah you gotta wonder how many of those he's got left in the tank maybe fucking bajillions man i don't know like yeah. some people just keep fucking throwing that stuff out there and it seems like the tank is never empty but it's true yeah yeah shit look at american horror stories except well Maybe that's not the best example because the tank is looking pretty empty. <laughs> yeah, if this last season is any indication, yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I also checked out their uh, Britney Spears documentary. 
Oh yes, I haven't watched it yet, but the fiance did. I, I I really liked it. So like I, you watched a different documentary, right? Yes. Yeah. Man, she got it done real dirty. <laughs> yeah, she did. I didn't realize like I like I knew it was bad, but like when you actually, I guess, see some of the details about it, like in the documentary, you're just like, that's pretty fucked. It's pretty fucked. And you know what? Like the most <laughs> wild part about all of it is, is just the whole idea of a conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Like it's so fucked. If it's- yeah, if if you're able to get yourself out of bed and like go perform shows and like have the the mental capacity and stuff to like do that kind of thing, mm-hmm. like ain't no one should be able to tell you what to do with your fucking money. Nope. And like when you see these conservatorships you only typically see them with like the super fucking wealthy who just someone wants a piece of the pie and claims that they can't take care of themselves or something along those effects. Right. But like, yep. I don't know, man, like it's super fucked up. Like if someone took control of my entire life and was like, Nope, this is when you go to work and your paychecks come to me. And if you need money, you ask me, Yep. It'd be, fuck you. Like yeah, I'm the one who's totally. going out and working and making this money. You totally. don't get to tell me what to do with it. Totally. Like how that is not like a, a gross violation yep. of some kind of like constitutional mm-hmm. fucking freedom is yep. is beyond me. And the fact that it went on this fucking long, yep, it's and fu- she like it's fought insane. against it so many times, and they were still like, "No, we get it. You're yep. worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and you perform these shows, and you go on tour, and you still write music and produce music, but we don't think you should handle your money. Fuck you." Yeah, if I have millions of dollars and I want to blow it all, like there was no conservatorship for Michael Jackson. He built a goddamn zoo at his fucking house. Yeah, like no one batted an eye to that. But for some reason, Britney Spears, we got to monitor her fucking spending because we think she might be irresponsible with it. Get fucked. It's my money. If I want to be irresponsible with it, it's my fucking money. Yeah, and like they, like in the documentary. so they had they had uh, like a conservative lawyer that wasn't involved in any of it, <clears throat> and they basically bring him on to like because they're just like, what is a conservatorship and how should it be used and and stuff like that. And like he seemed like a decent guy. He was like, yeah, so like I do it in these specific situations for people that that don't have the capacity to manage you know parts of their life. And he was like, that's why we do it, and it, and it's good in those cases. And then like they keep asking him about like the Britney Spears situation and he's like that's that's not how I do it and that's not how it should be done <laughs> he's like he's like yeah it's some of the parts where it's like where they get like medical reasons to keep her in it or they're just like she's not fit this way it's like some friend of the family is actually that doctor saying it and it's like what the fuck like that's skeezy and suspect at best yeah totally totally and it was like fuck me it's crazy like just seeing all that shit and it's just like yeah yeah the whole thing is just wild outlandish and just crazy the whole thing is just crazy yeah especially when you see like so many people that were working with her and like they're all being like questioned in this documentary and everyone that worked with her is like yeah she's totally fine mm-hmm. <laughs> like she- like where she had to ask people for a cell phone because they didn't give her one. It was like, what the fuck? Well, and and you look at some other like people who started off 
as celebrities at incredibly young ages, right? Like I, I immediately think like Macaulay Culkin and I could be wrong. So don't quote me on this, but I thought at one point, like he basically ran out of fucking money cause he like spent it all. I think so. Yeah. But ain't no one stepping in and fucking taking control of Macaulay Culkin's fucking finances and telling him what movies he's going to be in and what appearances he's going to and when and how he can spend his money. Yeah. Like, so like that, that, like at the end of the day, it's always just like a, you can point to a bunch of fucking cases throughout the world where people, you know, are doing the same thing, but to a, a higher degree and a more detrimental degree. And somehow she ends up locked in this, like this wild, wild conservatorship where she's literally got no control over her own fucking life. Yep. And I don't yeah. know, man, like for a, a common fucking Joe, it shouldn't happen, but it shouldn't happen if you are someone with that kind of talent who's, you know, paved your way and made your legacy and made your money. And now someone's going to tell you how to do it. Fuck that. Yep. If you put the time, the effort and all the hard work into amass a million dollar fortune, then by all means, if you want to fucking redo your whole house and build it out of solid fucking gold just so that you can look at it. Go for it. That, yeah, that's up to you. Go for you it. You worked hard. You earned that money. You do what you want to do with that fucking money. Yep. Yeah, it was just like a case of a greedy family member came in and was like, I want a piece of this pie. Mm -hmm. And fucking did it in the most crazy fucking way. Yeah, it was crazy. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Wild. And then I also fucking, I watched that Guilty movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I got halfway through it and I was like, oh, this is so bad. And I like Jake Gyllenhaal, but this was so bad. I see. I, I really liked that movie. Oh, I thought, I thought that, it was so dull. I really liked it. I liked how they did like, and maybe this is just like, I like the movies where it focuses on like one person. Like, uh, shit, did you ever see that one where Ryan Reynolds is buried in a box? I didn't know. Oh, okay. So maybe this is just a weird me thing, but I, I like one movies like try to just focus on the one character throughout the whole thing. And I don't know. I really liked it. That was really well done for what they were trying to do of make a movie about a guy talking through the phone. Yeah. It just bored me. Mm. I liked it. I just found it really boring. Yeah. I don't know. I tried. Yeah. Like I said, I, I got like just over halfway, I think. And I was like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm just, I'm bored. I don't find this entertaining. Hey. Fair enough. Fucking Jack Ryan is getting renewed for season four ahead of season three. Yeah, where the fuck is my third season already? Like, this is just another one of those shows where it's like, all right, come on, quit dragging your fucking heels. Yeah. They added uh, Michael Pena is also going to be like a regular appearance. Starting in season three or beginning in season four? Uh, that's what I'm just looking But they don't say. So I don't know if it is three or four. I like Michael Pena, though. I think he yeah. does good in a lot of the roles I've seen him in. Like, yeah. Obviously, time will tell with this one, but... But, I mean, he has played, like, serious roles and stuff mm -hmm. before, like... Uh, oh, shit, that one he did with Gyllenhaal and a watch. Yeah, he... Did. Yeah. Oh, that was, man, that's still one of my favorite movies. That movie's fucking... The movie's great. Mm -hmm. That fucking talk about a fucking one right out of fucking the park with that one. Yeah, fuck what a good movie. And like the ending of that movie too was just like fuck. 
Yeah. Like it's just, just like it was such a shitty ending, but it was such a good ending too, right? Like it was Yeah, and then I don't know how he goes from doing that to that fucking terrible Shia LaBeouf fucking gangster one. Oh yeah. Fucking uh, the one in between that was that uh Will Smith uh cop one, but it's the uh the fantasy world with orcs. Remember that one? Oh, what the oh, fuck was yeah. it? Uh Bright or something? Yes, Bright. Which that movie was like meh. Yeah, that one was pretty meh. The, the, I thought that one was still better than the fucking that one he did with Shia LaBeouf. And I was like, when I watched the trailer for that one, I was like, oh man, this this looks like it'd be really good. And it was just really disappointing. That's right. It was like the tax collector or something dumb like that. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched it. I <laughs> I wouldn't worry about watching it. What is that guy fucking gonna do next? I'm trying to think David Ayer yeah mm-hmm. that's right what has David Ayer got on his docket oh apparently they're making a second Bright movie oh interesting yeah 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 weird what's David oh. Fincher doing at fucking Netflix now he surprised dropped a documentary about fucking what is it it's like about the film industry or something interesting a series of visual essays celebrating cinema i mean i would have preferred another season of mind hunter but everyone did <laughs> like because fucking netflix tweeted out like hey something from david ayer is coming out tomorrow and everyone was like oh fuck is it mind hunter is you it mind david hunter Fincher. yes and like everyone was collectively like unless this is mind hunter get the fuck out and it wasn't mind hunter <laughs> Something tells me Mindhunter is never coming back. Yeah, I have that feeling too. I wish, though. Like, what a fucking all-star fucking show that was. Yep. But, like, also hearing him, like, when he was talking about how, like, that show fucking, like, killed him because it was so hard to make. Mm -hmm. Like, I totally get why he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. So. (laughs) But. Yeah. Fucking. Hollywood might go on strike again. No, I just read this morning or yesterday that they've already come to a deal for the next three years. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if there was an update to it, but fucking... So, update on that. They've come to an agreement. Everything will be fine for at least three years. They've signed a three-year deal. Okay. Because I know when, like, this has sporadically been popping up in the news feeds, and it seemed like if this was going to happen, it was going to be a lot worse than the writer's strike. Oh... I didn't read a whole lot into this other that there was going to be some stuff. There's just like mostly union shit for like production and stuff. Yeah. So it would have been strikes for like people that build production sets and, and like grips and stuff like that. So like the mm. people that make the sets and like get everything ready to film yeah. wouldn't be working. And like a lot of people were like, this would halt a lot of the industry. <laughs> so, yeah. That would bring it right to a grinding halt real yeah. fast. Or is like the writer strike was weird because there was a bunch of like sideways you could still write, you know? Yeah, if you weren't in the writer's guild. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah. was seemed oh, like I, it was going to be a big deal if it did happen. But yeah, I definitely did see an update either last night or this morning that they they reached a new three year deal to keep it going. Yeah. And fucking that uh, fucking DC event happened. Fucking, they dropped a lot of shit. Yeah. So, did you watch the new Batman trailer or the oh, new yeah. Black Adam trailer? Oh yeah, yeah. 
The new Batman fucking trailer slaps. Holy shit. Yeah, I still don't know how I feel about Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, but... I, I like her enough, uh, what I've seen. Fucking, if I didn't know Colin Farrell was the Penguin, I would yeah, not I, be able to tell that was him. Holy shit. Yeah, you'd have no fucking idea. That dude, uh, that transformation is fucking insane. Like, yeah, like you can't tell it's him. It's fucking no. insane. It's It's pretty fucking wild. I'm very excited. It looks so dark, and that's what I'm excited for. I want a dark, gritty Batman. Like a real dark, gritty Batman. Because none of them have been that fucking dark or gritty. Yeah. Yeah, and like I know, I think it was like one of the panels they were doing over the DC event. They were talking about how like, because this is like year two Batman, I guess. And apparently like they're really leaning on the like, Batman still has anger management issues that he hasn't gotten under control yet. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And uh, apparently Catwoman is like the more reserved one that is like going to kind of take some cues from comic storylines where she kind of like sands some of the edges off of Batman and like is like, you yeah, maybe like take it easy on some really? of these fuckers. Yeah. Or she's actually the one that maybe kind of reins him in a little bit and gets him to be like the Batman people know where he's like, yeah. It fucking some of the uh, shots in that trailer look fucking cool as hell. Oh yeah, man! Like that uh, when he's walking down that hallway and the Getting shot and they light the lighting is just the gunshots. Like that yeah. looks so cool, especially like fucking uh, when he like takes out the first few people, and then that one guy just like unloads into his like armored chest, and he just like and that's when you just see him like grab him and start to fight. I was like, this looks cool as fucking hell. Yeah, man. Like, I'm so fucking excited for it. I just want it right now. A fucking uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler. I am so glad that they're not showing him a lot. Because I think that's going to work. <laughs> is like keeping him as hidden as possible, I guess. Because mm -hmm. he's like a seal killer. It's fucking... Yeah, yeah that, it looks... that opening scene with him in the diner where they like arrest him and like drag him out of there and you just see like the coffee cup with the fucking yep. froth with the yep. question mark i was like oh shit Fuck. yeah i was like i was so on board with that trailer fucking throughout the whole thing just fucking yeah that, that movie is quickly like got my excitement up of like and then like the scene or the point in the trailer where like they're drawing on like how batman just straight up doesn't give a fuck is like when Alfred is just like, if you keep doing this, you're going to like, there, there'll be nothing left to you. And he's like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. He's like, I, I'm fucking doing this. I don't care if I die. She's like, all right, all right, sure. Yeah, like, it looks, it looks so, so good. Like, it seems like they're really playing into like, from like in the, in the comic books and a lot of like those storylines where like, I don't know if the movies have touched on it as much where it's just like, where Batman straight up is just like, I, it doesn't matter if if I live like that's not the purpose of why I'm doing this, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like he kind of goes into that insane place where he's just like, eh. yeah. I just, like I said, I just want it now. Like yeah. I don't want to wait any fucking longer. And it, it Was I it almost March? regret having watched a second trailer because it's like now I'm just that much more excited and I have to wait that much longer. Was it? What is the release date for it? March or something. Sure. See. But it was I don't think they've given a date, have they? I have no idea. Not even the slightest. 
I mean, I would just March. Assume. March? March 4th. That's so far away. I know, right? Too far away. Mm. Uh, the Black Adam trailer? Eh. Well, it's like our first like real sneak peek. And like, granted, there wasn't a whole lot to the trailer. I did think it was like cool, like interesting to like finally see something from that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you check out the uh, the flash footage they showed? No, I didn't watch that yet. No. That one seemed like it was kind of nice, kind of like the Black Adam thing. It was nice to actually get something from that movie. Mm-hmm. So, was it just a teaser? Yeah, pretty much. Like it showed a few snippets, and then um, it had Michael Keaton kind of talking throughout the whole thing. So, so yeah. Oh, that should be good. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to that one too. Well, that one I think is going to be their straight up like this is how we're rebooting the DC universe. Is we're yeah. just going to fucking use this Flash movie to go like fuck it, open the floodgates, baby. Which also seems like what Marvel is doing now after fucking Endgame two and all of the multiverse shit. Like it seems like they're just like yeah, the it. new Spider Man looks so good. Did you check out the trailer for that? The drop? Yes. Uh, it was a while ago. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. That finally showing like Doc Ock and shit. And yeah. I'm very, very excited for it. I'm more so just curious to see how they fucking just like toss a hand grenade into their universe and just go like, here, we're going to do the multiverse. Like, are they just going to super lean into like, hey, there's. An infinite number of these, and that's how we're going to do it. And that's how we're going to have another Black Panther or whatever. Well, they already know the next Black Panther is going to be the sister. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And like, we already know the new Thor is going to be Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then like, we know like with the Hawkeye series, it's like his daughter's going to be like young Hawkeye to set up for the young Avengers. So I feel like the next phase is going to focus on young Avengers. Yeah. Right. And then they're doing She Hulk and stuff. So, like, we kind of have like a vague idea, but like, yeah, I think the multiverse is going to allow them to do more at once. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for it, like, just 100% because everything that Marvel seems to put out is just phenomenal. Like, I've got no complaints against any of the properties or any of the films they put out. So, bring on a fucking multiverse and let's just go wild with Marvel characters. Yeah, more so just do a fucking phase, do a lineup, a phase of Marvel where that's like dark. Give me some dark Marvel. Yeah, I'm curious if they get into that because I oh shit, what was it? I don't have the article. Shit, I should have saved it. But someone uh, there was a report that came out that the Punisher and Daredevil might come back in kind of close to the form they were at. In Netflix, okay. that they might like soft reboot them, like bring back the same people, maybe, and mm. like but soft reboot it is like, hey, it's the same people that played them, but here's like a new story. Yeah, or um, I think the report was saying that they wouldn't come back as like, hey, here's like the Daredevil or Punisher show that the, like one of the, one or two of them would show up in like a movie or like a Disney Plus series as like, yeah. hey, here's kind of how we reintroduce these characters back in you know okay 
Well, Which, go ahead. If, if they were to bring Daredevil back, I would hope that it would be in the Spider-Man movie. Because those characters are like in the they comics. They live in the same fucking place. Yeah, in the comics, like they run into each other more often than not. So I think it would make sense to bring them back there. But who knows? That new Spider-Man movie is already really crowded. So. Well, I'm dying to see how they bring the fucking X-Men in here now. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's at the top of my mind. Is now that we, you know, they get the reference to mutants in fucking WandaVision. Like, where's the stepping stone where we're finally going to see some of the mutants appear? And how are they going to, like, integrate this? Yeah. And, like, who who of the X-Men do they start with, right? Well, I've heard rumors that, and I don't know if it's true. Like, I read it somewhere, but, like, it's it's all fucking hearsay gossip that the first X-Men-esque type thing thing coming in was going to be the Fantastic Four. Hmm. But they're not really X-Men. No. But I heard there's a new Fantastic... I thought I read somewhere that there's a new Fantastic Four that's like being fucking worked up right now. Hmm. I'd be really curious like what they... I'm really curious what they do with that X-Men. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. And like do they bring anyone from the Fox days back? I don't know. I mean, like, we know we're getting another Deadpool, so maybe, like, maybe now that's that Deadpool's how they do under the House of Mouse, and now that X-Men's back, maybe, maybe that's, that's their, their introduction. I could see that, where, like, Deadpool kind of introduces a little bit, because mm-hmm. they technically already have, yeah. right? You know, they were... Was it the last Deadpool, where they, like, legit were at the X-Men mansion? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't I guess know. Only time will tell. I'm curious what they do with fucking... Wolverine, he's like one, like the most well-known one, right? So you got to think he's probably first up in the pipeline. You would think. One would think. I mean, he's like the most iconic of all the X Men. Yeah, which fucking I rewatched Logan not too long ago. The movie's still pretty good. I like that take. That was a really, really good movie, except for the ending. I really don't like the ending, but like. All in all, having like an old fucking R-rated Wolverine that just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking hacking limbs off and he's got claws that don't fully come out because he's fucking got cancer from the middle. Like fucking... Yeah, pretty wild. It was, it was, it was, I forgot like how good they did that. Like, here is Wolverine, but he's like so fucking broken and sick, but he can still fuck shit up. <laughs> it was yeah, actually- it's, it's always nice when you get like an R-rated fucking comic book based movie. Because well, they can just take it in directions that they normally don't. Doesn't even have to really be R-rated, like in my mind, just like a different take, like a, mm-hmm. a different take versus just the cookie cutter, right? Yeah. You know, because like, as much as I love the R-rated stuff, like I don't think you need it to do a dark one either. But no, yeah, you really don't. Like I, I bet this Batman movie that's coming out. I bet that I bet it is an R. You think so? Oh yeah. Would this not be the first Batman to be fucking rated R? I bet it's not. Ra- like I bet it doesn't get an R rating though. Unless have they already rated it? I don't know. I mean, by this point, you'd think they would have a rating if they're only like six months out.
No, it hasn't been confirmed. But most people are expecting it to be PG-13. Well, that's fine by me. Going off of the trailer, it seems like that will be a perfectly fine. They announced that they're going to make more of that Titans show. I saw that and Doom Patrol got a fucking a renew. I totally forgot that Doom Patrol even existed. Yeah, I don't actually watch <laughs> it, but... Uh... Neither do I. And they fucking... They gave us the briefest snippet of that Batgirl movie. Which... Oh, there's a, there's a teaser for that now, too? I missed that. No, there's like a... It's like a fucking... What is it? It's literally just like a painted like image of like here's like what we're hoping it looks like oh really uh, yeah it's mm. con it's concept art which i was hoping for like something decent what else oh, apparently they gave a quick look at that uh that peacemaker series yeah i'm excited for that see he wasn't my like it wasn't my favorite from that movie. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I still like thought his character was was super intriguing. Where he's like cold blood murdering people in the name of peace, like just like the <laughs> fucking irony of it. And I really like John Cena as Peacemaker, so like yeah. Yeah, I, got, I got no complaints there. Fair enough. Yeah, not as much news as their event last year, but I guess that makes sense. Being the past year was pandemic so. yeah things have definitely slowed down and people are still worried about the pandy so movies are getting released and things are still getting delayed and everything's still on hold and now the summer fucking season's over right like that's the high time really so imagine the next couple months as we get closer to christmas there'll be some pretty big developments and releases and stuff but i hope so other than that it's been kind of a slow couple of news cycles here yeah I think the most exciting like TV I've watched is like binging the shit out of you. Which, and that that's on my list to do before I go back to work. Like I think I have one or two episodes left. I started it Friday night and was just kind of didn't stop. Oh, I'm probably going to sit down and just do all of them in one go. Yeah, it's definitely more of that show. Yeah. Which makes me happy. That's exactly what I want. And they're kind of like... I won't say much, but they're like leaning into some things that I didn't think they would do. Which Interesting. is, yeah, which is like, it, it, I think it gives it like a new breath, of fresh air for what that show is, mm -hmm. you know, cause like the first and second season were very similar. Yeah. You know, where he was kind of just doing his thing and the third season they kind of turn that on its head a little bit and I think a really fresh way. So mm -hmm. other than that, like I've fucking other than some movies like coming out, like October is actually a pretty good month for movies in the theater. Cause it was bond and venom. Like I started mm -hmm. off and then the last duel just came out. So I'll probably see that soon. Yeah. And Dune, like we said earlier, will be yeah. next week. Yeah, and I'm really curious about the last duel. I'm I don't know. I'm like, oh, that's a movie. 
that's as that's as far as my feelings go with that one right now. Yeah, it's. I'm hoping it's more gladiator than not, and it seems like first impressions maybe think it might lean towards more that. So, yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I don't I'm, know. I think. Go ahead. I want it to be good. I yeah. Well, I mean, most people wanted the Green Knight to be good too. Oh God! Fuck that movie. I think as far as like coming up in the fairly near future here, I think the one I'm most excited for is the Eternals. Oh, see, like I don't give a shit about the Eternals. Oh, I'm pretty excited about that one. The only Marvel movies that I actually care about is like the new Spider-Man, and that's pretty much it. Oh. Any like any of the new Marvel stuff that they're doing, like I don't really care about. Oh yeah, no, I'm still all in on Marvel and everything they put out. Like I'll watch it. Like don't get me wrong, I'll watch it, but like to me like the peak marvel ended with endgame and i was like ah, i'm good if they stopped making marvel movies after endgame i'd be like all right i'm good yeah I'm but good. there's a there's a build-up to it that'd be like oh i watched iron man one and i don't want to care about the rest of it yeah like you have to go through all of it to get to that peak build-up and there will be another peak build-up i know it's just i don't care about that next peak build-up yet fair enough I do. Uh, I'm all in on all of them. Every Marvel movie that comes out, I'm going to go fucking see that Marvel movie. Yeah, like, so will I. I'm still going to watch them, but, like, I'm not at the point where I'm, like, excited about the build-up yet, where I'm just, like, like, none of the new movies they've announced, I've been like, oh, that looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Right? So. Is anything else? Is Eternals this month? I think it's November. What does IMDb have on the release schedule? I think Eternals looks like November 2nd. Oh, yeah. So, it's Nova- how does November look then? Pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah Eternals. Eternals, Ghostbusters, Top Gun. Yeah. And then Spider-Man is uh, December. Oh, is it December? Yeah. I thought that was way later. And then it looks like January we get the 355, which is that all-female action one. Now I gotta check out the trailer. There's a new uh, horror movie with Ethan Hawke called The Black Phone that looks pretty intriguing. That's also January, and Jackass is also January. That's right. That Resident, the new Resident Evil movie is next month, too. Mm, yep. Yes, it is. Which I'm curious if that is going to be very yeah. much of the last Resident Evil movies. I watched the like, trailer, <laughs> so and did there I. are parts that I was like, oh yeah, and then there are other parts that I was like, oh no. Yeah, I had the I same reaction. Pouring right down the middle with yep. how that one's going to go. Yeah, I saw that trailer, and in the same way, I was like, there's certain parts where I was like, ooh. Like, the, when they had the shot, like, right outside the police building from the second game, I was like, mm-hmm. ooh. Like, I was like, this could be good. And then, like, there's a few parts where I was just like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, to be fair, that is a super weird franchise, and I, I wouldn't want to make a movie in that universe, because it's fucking weird as hell. Yeah. Cause it would like, be a struggle, for sure. It's part horror and then part fucking like anime bullshit storylines. So it's. Yeah. At least we got movies now. Thank fuck. I've enjoyed going to the theater. Yes, I've been a few times now. It's been great. Yes. 
it's been awesome and i love that they like it's all reserved seating now it seems like that's a permanent thing and it should be man yeah i don't know why it's not like when i was living in victoria man it was always reserved seating every theater you went to I'm just waiting for our little fucking podunk city to finally up the ante and get those leather recliner chairs. Oh, yeah. Because that was like, I would go out of my way to go to the downtown theater in Victoria half the time because it was reserved seating and you got the like big reclining fucking leather chairs. Was that also the one where you could like order food and stuff and they would bring it? I've been, because there's one of those, there's a Cineplex in, I think it's Edmonton that has like, it's like the big leather recliners and then you can also order like beers and like burgers and stuff and they'll bring it to you right in the theater. Oh yeah. No, this one in Victoria, this was like their only, they had like a normal Cineplex with an IMAX screen and then normal theaters in it. And then downtown they had another Cineplex and it was older. Like it had like the old school kind of concession stand. It was a smaller theater. Uh, okay. Actually, It was like three floors. Like the screens were on different floors. So you had to go upstairs. Oh, but all of the all of the seating were the black leather recliners. So oh. it didn't matter what movie you went and saw there, you were sitting in a in a black recliner. Yeah. You gotta think they probably will at some point. Well, like when we we usually see like at least one movie when we're down south visiting my parents in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple theaters like within two or three minutes from where they live. And all of those theaters that we go to, like they all have the fucking double wide recliners with heated seats. Heated? Yeah, heated what? seats. Yeah, man. A game changer. Yeah, man. Especially because, like, we live in a very winter area, and sometimes theaters can be super cold as fuck in the winter. So a heated seat would be game changing. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I don't think I checked anything else out. Yeah, I, I did very little watching. Me too. I'm fucking, I think you has been the standout. And that'll like, be in the next couple of days for me, for sure. Yeah. I don't think there was a, there was a true crime doc coming out. Or is it already out on Netflix? There was a new one. I don't know. Netflix seems like they're pumping out so fast that I can't keep track of them half the time. Yeah. There was that one about the dude who had multiple personalities. I think I watched the first episode, and I don't know what happened. I kind of drifted off to sleep, I think. I think there was another one that I was fucking... It was on my homepage, and I was like, oh. And then it was like suddenly swept away by something else new on the homepage, and I don't remember the name of it, so... (laughs) Okay, I guess I'll find that somewhere else, but... But yeah. Yeah, other than that, I don't really really got a whole lot of whole lot else left yeah. to, to say here yeah i got nothing all right well i guess we'll uh end her on that note sounds good all right well i'll uh catch you on the next one later